everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I'm your host, Camille, and again, I'm joined by my friend, Kayla, and we are talking Christmas movies this year, this week. Um, man, this week is busy. Actually, the next, like, five weeks is going to be busy. Uh, this next week alone, well, uh, between... The fact that we have a major holiday, <laughs> um, Mel- I still have to work three out of the five days next week. The two movies that we are talking about this week is called A Holiday in Harlem, starring Tina Leeford, Will Adams, and Olivia Washington. We also interviewed the director last week, um, Keith Powell. If you guys want to check out that interview, it is on our YouTube channel. Or the podcast, right two podcasts before this one. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah. recorded it last week, but we've been so, I mean, there's a lot of material coming out. So, yeah. So if you want to check out the podcast with Keith Powell, really fun and has a lot of behind the scenes information about this movie, go check it out. Again, it's two podcasts ago <laughs> um and also the second movie that we are talking about is one december night starring eloise mumford brett belton pete gallagher and bruce campbell awesome movie great movie tear jerker oh my god like oh, first, probably one of my favorites of the season so far first let's talk about a holiday in harlow since that since um you know, that's in the same channel as the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of A Holiday in Harlem? I loved it. Uh, it definitely um, brought a lot of the representation that they're trying to have for Hallmark. Yeah. Um, it just, it was showing a community, a family. That's what Christmas is about, family. And that movie showed it. That is exactly what I felt too. I felt like this this had the neighborhoody feel kind of thing. And it felt very real. I I grew up in I didn't grow up in the you know small town suburbs that most Hallmark movies are set in. You know what I mean? Ironically, uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in a suburb of a small yeah. town. You didn't, well I did. I didn't grow up in that. <laughs> It, I, I, we didn't have those like you know street lights wrapped around with garland and everything and parades uh, on horses or whatever. We didn't have it. I don't either. think they do horses anymore, but uh, there's definitely a Christmas parade. <laughs> but this movie is very much reminiscent of my childhood. We had like it's so hilarious because I laughed when they did the fashion show for the movie, because I was like, oh yeah, that is very much how Black fashion shows work. Fashion shows in a mostly Black neighborhood kind of thing is 100% different than, let's say, what you're going to expect at New York Fashion Week or whatever. What you saw in that movie is very much reminiscent of a black fashion show where it was music color vibe and they were they were not doing the strutting down the (laughs) (laughs) the, like the usual america's next top model 
what yeah. or whatever they were do they were it was like very very different and you and pretty much any black supermodel black model you know even tyra america's top model has said there is a difference between how you know like black fashion shows work because they're more attitude based than um new york fashion week or paris fashion week or Milan fashion week or whatever which is more high class and pouty face or <laughs> 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 whatever else so anyway but yeah and i just i love this movie just because of the neighborhood feel and it was very rabid and it's like very reminiscent and like you said representation is awesome I am pissed at Hallmark though. Pissed at Hallmark. Because I honestly feel like they did this movie dirty. I I feel the same way. They didn't promote it very well. No, they did not do promote it very much. And the rating- I didn't start seeing commercials for it until I watched Open by Christmas. Yeah, two days before. Two days before. And I watched that in a recording. And then I was like, oh. And there's Holiday in Harlem. That's the first time I had seen a commercial for it. Yeah. It was like, and like the ratings for a Holiday in Harlem showed that because the ratings for a Holiday in Harlem was the lowest for any that um, Hallmark Christmas movie. It's like, so sad that, because it's such a good movie. I know. I, w- I honestly wish they really did this movie dirty and i honestly feel like comic if you guys are gonna like want to promote diversity and inclusion and you guys are taking a step towards that y'all need to like fucking act like you are doing that <laughs> you know what i mean don't just yes. have words spouting out of your mouth that you are going to have it you've got to not also, only say it you've got to do it yeah, you also have to have you also have to back those movies financially mm-hmm. as far as promotion or whatever else. You know what I mean? And I it's like people were telling me, oh, it's so you know, the big names are with my family Christmas tree and uh, open by Christmas. But like Hello, you yeah. got Denzel's daughter, okay? Yeah, Denzel's not, yes. Olivia but, Washington, come on. Yeah, exactly. And Keith Powell isn't too bad himself. I mean, he he's he got an acting career and he's a director too. Yeah. I mean, well, he, come on. he would like you to correct yourself and say he's a director who acts. acts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The reference to the remember, yes. remember he said that acting yeah. was my backup plan. I was like, <laughs> he's a director who acts. But yeah, um, but they, they have careers and, and, and everything. These aren't just like their first job by any means and and so yeah. I, I kind of feel like you know I, I feel bad for Olivia and Will and and Keith and all of them because it was such a good movie and but not many people watch it because it wasn't promoted like people keep saying people try, keep trying to make the excuse that oh a lot of the target audience for Hallmark is it you know it's social media I'm like yeah the previous target for Hallmark were old white people who, you know, not gonna lie. Are Which is why they, and I'm like, and they tried to promote it with like TV guide and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the, the younger the, people who don't, who you want to. The people you want to promote it to 
don't even know that they still print that thing. Exactly. So like y'all need to stop, stop trying to attract the old people and stop trying to attract new people. You know, the, the older generation, as much as I, I love quite a few of them, um, where it's at is, is the, uh, the younger demographic, the, our demographic. So um, and we use social media, you, you use all the digital stuff and that's where it needs to be promoted. Yeah, and it's like really, it really pisses me off that they're, they're not backing up their movies, if that makes sense at all. Especially the ones that they're, I mean, they're trying to say inclusion, but especially the ones that are actually doing inclusion, like Holiday in Harlem, not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. The money isn't there. The money isn't um, there. I love the movie. I, and then, of course, you know, Christmas is about family and love and, and community and food. Uh, <laughs> this movie was all of that. Like, yeah. literally, the, the premise of this movie is that ja uh, Olivia Washington plays um, Jasmine Carter, who is like a fixer for businesses. Anyway, she is a runner. She likes to run from problems. She has a, a phobia. <laughs> as a phobia soon as things start getting tough, she's out of there. She's she, a phobia of anything serious, whether yeah. it's conversations or relationships or whatever. And, 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 you know, and they talk about the fact her parents were divorced, okay? Yeah. Uh, again, a new thing that Hallmark is pushing is the divorce couple thing. Yeah. I can get where she's coming from as a child of divorce myself. I can get. Yeah, I was about to go like, did you have a neutral zone with your family? Like, No, she my parents were very civil to each other. Uh, their, they, their, their, their agreement to end their marriage was very mutual and very civil. Yeah. Well, that's good at least, because I mean, like, I can't even imagine what that must feel like to have like a neutral. No, my dad would drop me off at my grandmother's house, uh, which, by the way, my mother lived there, so not like this movie, okay? Uh, um, <laughs> and then he would come get me, or my mother would come get me from either my dad's or from my dad's mother's. Uh, but in the West, they were always, and they were always kind to each other. My mother would come to funerals. Um, my dad never showed up to other, the, the other side family funerals because my uncles don't like him. Um, but my mother would be the supportive one. She came to my step grandmother's funeral. Oh, wow. She's that supportive. Yeah. So she and your stepmom are okay? Yeah, they're fine. Oh, that's cool. Um, by the way, Jasmine is from Harlem but she's been like running away from home kind of thing, pretty much like avoiding Harlem. So like she sent her grandma, Mama Belle, um, a fruit basket, but Mama Belle like rejected the fruit basket. Mama Belle's whole thing is presence over presence, which I 100% understand. Agreed. Um, I would rather have you here. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather see you physically than yeah. anything else. Yeah. So anyway, um, presence of a presence. She rejected the gift. Jasmine then went over to, um, 
I kind of like was like, okay, fine, I'll come over to Harlem or whatever. She didn't want to. So um, the, 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 that was also the beginning of the Christmas Jamboree, which is like this event in Harlem or whatever. They described it as, think of it like 12 days of Christmas with music, live dancing, cultural events. That's what they described it as in the movie. And of day one of <laughs> day one of the Christmas Jamboree was Yuletide Yoga. And you were like, you come to a yoga class dressed all, dressed in dressed Christmas attire. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting somebody to dress up like an elf or a Santa Claus. <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of I would have totally done it. I mean, seriously. I, <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. It was more like an ugly Christmas sweater party. <laughs> yoga class. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they went to, so she went to the yoga, um, Jasper went to the yoga class that Mama, Mama Bell was teaching. And while at the yoga class, Mama Bell got injured. She tore her Achilles heel. She went to the hospital, got seen by a doctor. They were picked up by Caleb, who is um, Jasmine's childhood friend. And then he, when they go home, you know, like there's a whole bunch of neighbors there waiting for like Mama Belle to, I guess, open up the um, Christmas Jamboree officially and turn on the lights for the um, street street light lighting ceremony or something. Yeah, I guess. And he, she was at other portions. She was like, oh, uh, you know, I might not be able to do it. But that's when um, Jasmine stepped up and said, I'll do it. I'll take over as uh, coach, as chair of the Jamboree. And sit, you know, Caleb also, Caleb was volunteered by Mama Bell to co-chair with her because this thing was too big for just one person to do, especially for one person who has been in Harlem for like years. So anyway, but yeah, that's pretty much the premise, the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And, and of course, they have a past. They have a history, Caleb and Jasmine. Oh yeah, they they did they did date. They were just childhood no, friends. They're just like, friends. He had a crush on her. Yeah, he had a huge crush on her. Because this is a this is a very similar storyline to many movies that we've seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. but he had a, he. It's so cute because um his sister, his sister um told on him telling telling Jasmine that he he used to carry around a mistletoe <laughs> in high school hoping to kiss her oh, that, was, that was just the cutest thing but anyway so some of the events that they had for the christmas jamboree is a poetry bash poetry jam what well, i don't know what it's called holiday bake off a fashion bash, basketball, um, and Christmas Eve dinner. So, and at first, like, Jasmine tried to um, incorporate how she does her business to, um, you know, this Christmas jamboree thing, but nobody 
was for it. <laughs> she was like, what do I do then? She was like, oh, you just, you know, go around and help out every now and then. That's it. Because <laughs> everybody, that's the thing. That's the other thing that I also can relate to is like, don't mess every, when, when something's been going on forever, everybody knows what they're doing. So you don't really have to do <laughs> You just need to, like, she just needed someone to be able to fill in for yeah. stuff that she couldn't do because she couldn't yeah. walk anymore. Yeah. Um, or at least it temporarily. Yeah. The Poetry Jam, Caleb read his own poetry out, um, for people, and he actually kind of referenced um, Jasmine because Jasmine's thing was a little drummer boy as that was part of the um, nativity set that Mama Bell had at her home. And, you know, he referenced that in his poem. And also back in fifth grade, I guess they were supposed to write poetry to each other. Mm -hmm. And um, she wrote him a poem, but all he did was he gave her a red starburst. (laughs) (laughs) So like um, I'd be disappointed too. <laughs> so like he, she was like, "You owe me a poem." So this was, I guess, his poem that he owes her. Um, also, the fashion show that was fun. She, she, that was really fun with like the dad going up on stage to strut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had the like plaid bow tie, red plaid bow tie, and a red mm-hmm. jacket and stuff. First of all, the fashion. Miss Olivia Washington's fashion in this movie <laughs> was the talk. When we were live tweeting about this movie, uh, all everyone kept talking about was uh, uh, Jasmine's clothes. <laughs> You're like, how can you fit so many jackets in that one bag? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But then someone pointed out, well, she said she lives in New York, so she could have just gone home and gotten some clothes. <laughs> Too funny. Anyway, um, also, what else? The, the Christmas Eve dinner for many, many years was supposed to be a formal Christmas Eve dinner that um, Mama Bell, like, did a lottery and picked, I guess, picked a name out of the bag or something. And whoever the name was, was going to be the one who hosted the family, the uh, Christmas Eve dinner. But one of the restaurant owners had a big, made a a big deal about it. She was like, oh, you know, it should be democratic, not just Mama Val choosing. So my favorite scene of the movie was when all of the chefs went in, went on the uh, went to the stoop and was giving food to Mama Val. I'm sitting there going like, dude, that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Have a whole lot of people <laughs> giving me food. To- <laughs> I mean, eventually, like. Jasmine comes up with the solution that they all serve together, like to have food trucks and, and stuff like yeah, that. It, it because instead of a Christmas Eve sit down dinner that was formal or whatever, mm-hmm. it became a 
a block party with food trucks and live music and everything else. And like, and, and I know people are people were commenting. I know we've talked about this before that it gets really cold in New York in December yes. to the point where there's already snow on the ground by the time Christmas comes. Oh yeah. Um, and it does. It gets really cold. There have been some brutally cold Christmases and New Year's up there. But um, they're used to it. They know how to prepare for it. And they know how to deal with it. They're New Yorkers. Yeah. They're not like from Florida. They're not like Texas. You know, like or even here in South Carolina, we don't get snow but once a year. Huh? <laughs> even here in South Carolina, we don't get snow but once a year. I mean, it was cold today, but like you wore a jacket and you're, you're fine. But um, not like brutally cold where you know below freezing into the 20s and teens no yeah um but yeah don't get that kind of weather that was funny though i like i i I honestly like the idea of a block party better than a formal christmas eve dinner i can't even imagine i mean like what building would be big enough to host that many people there was a whole lot of people at the block party. Mm-hmm. Like, what were they all going to do? Sit, like, have, like, time? <laughs> well, I mean, like, who would host that many people? Number one. Number two. Like, it was a restaurant. And, like, they yeah. did it in a restaurant, I guess. But but even, like, restaurants have, like, some kind of seating uh limit or whatever yeah there's always a occupancy um because of the fire fire rules or whatever yeah um, so i like the idea of the block party more and they looked fun they had like you know this is the thing that was that was hilarious to me is that her jasmine's friend katrina who is also um what's his name caleb's sister it, it is engaged to a DJ. <laughs> and like she didn't, Jasmine didn't even bother to think, let me ask him to DJ the block party. She was willing to like do, play her like songs from her phone. And I'm sitting there going like, dude, you have an in. <laughs> exactly. Not? <laughs> Why not ask him? But so that. yeah, just you, you gotta use the resources you have, and yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that. And of course, you know they had the food, and of course, <laughs> in the end of the movie, they show they how they make and, and, and it's just like macaroni and cheese casserole. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, down here we call it macaroni pie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because but it's a casserole essentially. It's it's, it's the good stuff. <laughs> I was so hungry watching them make it. I was like, y'all, like, can, can we have a, can we have the recipe for that? <laughs> that? They're I mean, I don't know how to cook very well, but um, every time I tell my dad I want macaroni and cheese pie, yeah. he's like, it's not that hard. I'm like, he's <laughs> like, it's just, you got to cook the pasta, which I know how to do. Uh, and then you just got to layer the butter and the cheese and the milk. And I'm like, daddy. I mess it up every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, 
for real, like that movie, though, I think for like the next two days, all I kept thinking was, I want some mac and cheese though. <laughs> like, where do I get some macaroni and cheese? But yeah, no, that was a really good movie. Um, that was a highlight for that movie. Anyway, um, the other thing that we want to talk about is that Mama Bell's parents also got back together. Not um, Mama Bell, Jasmine. I'm sorry, Jasmine's parents got back together. Um, this seems to be a new relationship kind of thing. But yeah, um, Jasmine. She was like blindsided. She's like, after all the grief you put me through. I know. Like, I would feel the same way if my parents had done what they did to her, to me. Like, I'm so glad. Like, I, no, and I, I for once never was like, are y'all, I, I accepted the fact that my parents were never going to end up back together. Yeah. And so did apparently Jasmine. But at least, you know, they put her through apparently hell. So, yeah. Um, it's sad when two people can't see through everything and they're putting the child through bad things too. So I'm just glad though that um, Jasmine, Jasmine like talked talk to her mom about what she was feeling because, you know, Jasmine, first of all, recognized her problem with running. She was like, you know, I I have this tendency to run. Anytime there's a serious relationship, anytime there's a serious conversation or whatever, and, you know, it's pretty much stems from her parents, I guess. Yeah. Even though I don't know what the link is, but that's what they say. It got too serious for her, and she was like, I want out of here. I don't want to deal with this. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But it stems from that, and I really think it caused her to, to have some mental health problems. And I, I think the parents, despite the fact that they have redone their relationship, probably should talk to her like deeply, um, apologize for what they put her through. I don't think they were really aware though that, which is sad that you yeah. can't see that. You know, I yeah. guess. Guess because I had two parents who were more aware that they didn't want me to suffer. Um, well, I mean, that's the way I feel it about it. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, Caleb and Jasmine also throughout the movie kind of like, you know, started having feelings for each other. First, bit Mama Bell at first played, you know, uh, Cupid having Jasmine pick Caleb as her secret Santa and stuff like that. And it got to the point where, you know, halfway through the movie, I, I was thinking to myself, like, did she injure herself on purpose? <laughs> I mean, she purposely made sure that Caleb was the only choice for the secret Santa. Yeah. Um, I was thinking to myself, like, is she that sneaky to, like, injure herself on purpose to make her to make um I don't know why you would want to purposely <laughs> hurt your Achilles but yeah I mean that's a difficult injury so anyway so 
but Mama Bell, when Mama Bell saw that Caleb and Jasmine got close, was getting closer at the block party, she approached Jasmine and was like, hey, look, Caleb is a good guy. And he is a good guy. He's a really good guy. He's a stand-up man, you know, helping his sister with the kids and helping and having a, and he's a business owner, that kind of thing. Like, he's like a really stand-up dude. And Mama Bell was like, you need to be sure of what you want. You're about to leave kind of thing and stuff like that. And so like when Caleb went up to her, Jasmine later and was like, hey, you want to dance or something like that? She again went on the running mode because I guess she got scared. But um, anyway, but then in the movie, Jasmine did accept her the promotion that was um, given to her in the beginning of the movie as the vice president of North America, which just sounds... I'm sorry, but unless you're working for some global company, and even then they have hierarchies and I don't know. Uh, uh, The title just, I'm sitting there going like, that... that, uh, Yeah, it makes no sense, okay. Or something. (laughs) I don't know. The title of like Vice President of North America sounds like Vice President of the United States. But- <laughs> <laughs> Is that North America's like what three different countries? <laughs> yeah, Mexico, the United States, in Canada, Canada, and then uh, unless do we include the Caribbean islands when we talk about North America? I don't, no, I don't think so. No, <laughs> but yeah, so that is just crazy. Anyway, yeah, that so she accepts the position, and that position like leaves her in New York most of the time. That's her base. She'll still be traveling, and that end of the movie, you know, she tells she tells Caleb she has the mistletoe that she bought Caleb for her secret Santa <laughs> gift, and they kiss, and it's cute. I like their kiss. Their kiss wasn't fake. I mean, their kiss is fake as far as like they don't, they're not really in a relationship, but like you actually felt chemistry with the kiss. Yeah, yeah, there's chemistry. Yeah. Um, It was, yeah, uh. (laughs) Yeah. it was, it was a a kiss that was looked more realistic than some of the other ones. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, the other thing that a lot of people were saying in this about this movie was not just that it was a mostly black cast which a lot of people praise because there were like we all we already know um but also the fact that olivia washington wasn't a size two she was a big breasted big butted girl who had curves who had like whatever and like everyone could pretty much see themselves in her white black asian you know we some of us people got big boobs we, we <laughs> <laughs> you know? i can't say the same but hey <laughs> yeah but we have curves uh you know it's nice to see women you know there's a love story now with women of all sizes on hallmark kind of thing so yeah. 
And also they had a scene where she had a scarf on her head, which if you're black, you know that's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So anyway, am I missing anything else with this movie? No, that was been pretty much it. And I really did love it. I, I give it a good a good four stars. I do too. I think this was a this was definitely a a step towards for Hallmark. But Hallmark, you took like 10 steps back with your promotion for this. Movie. Yeah. Bad promotion job. Uh, I want to say, like, if they're going to promote, promote it equally. Yeah. Um, you're you're going to try to do inclusion, do it and do it well. Because that's what just, we want is equality, right? Yeah. I mean, inclusion in your advertising as well. Not just in like, fucking, which me. I noticed better inclusion in advertising. I didn't notice that. Yeah, but I mean, like, inclusion in advertising the movies. Yes. Good lord. Then, like, but anyway, um, yeah, I give this about four stars as well. All I have to say is, Hallmark movies and mysteries have not gone wrong this year. No, no. One December night has was phenomenal. Hallmark Channel has had their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the but Hallmark movies and mysteries has been pretty top notch. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but I would like to see Will Adams more in a Christmas movie. He's kind of cute. He's very cute. I don't know if you'd see. I don't know. I mean, maybe we would see Olivia Washington in another Hallmark movie. But I also feel like, you know, she could be, she she has she has better things for her, in my opinion. Not that I Hallmark think- is bad. I just see her more as a uh, blockbuster. Her father is Denzel. I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the girl. The girl is an Oscar winning pedigree. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, but yeah, definitely. I would not. And Tina, Tina as Mama Bell was funny. That was hilarious. So great casting, great writing. And I just love the movie and also the feel of the movie. Okay, so One December Night is the next movie that we are talking about. Hey, y'all, tissues. <laughs> yeah, uh, it definitely, um, it hit a, definitely a personal note for me. Um, and you'll know more about this uh, when you see our interview like with Nikki. This is like the week of Alzheimer's, I swear. So, so something- um, yeah, um, when you see our interview with Nikki, okay, my grandfather passed away from Alzheimer's disease about 10 years ago. So my senior year of college, he had it for about 10 years. um, And I watched him slowly decline. So from the time I was in high school to the time I finished uh, to my senior year of college, he pretty much uh, began through his decline. Uh, So yeah, I vividly remember it. And um, so seeing this character, was it Peter Gallagher's character? Huh? Peter Gallagher, that was his yeah. character. Okay. No, uh, Bruce Campbell was the one who has... Uh, Bruce Campbell, okay. Yeah, well... Had, uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, well, Bruce Campbell's character um, 
was diagnosed with Alzheimer's or in the movie. Yep. And he has an episode and I was like, God, that reminds me of my grandpa um, when he would have what we consider an episode, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the memories just came floating back for me. So it's sad. It's a horrible disease and definitely shouldn't joke about it. Okay. So, um, no, I, I take those jokes seriously because I've seen it and it's not pleasant for the person either. So, yeah, my, um, that was such a, I loved how they did this movie. I, I don't know if they actually, um, you know, had someone, a cons- a consult or whatever on set or on script or whatever to kind of like show what the early signs of Alzheimer's is or whatever because whatever because what they did with the movie was just like it was it was like it really brought back memories for me yeah it was probably Um, like that they did a good job with that yeah okay so this is a long casting list. <laughs> Eloise Mumford plays Quinn Allen. She's an agent. Um, her nickname is Q-Ball. Brad Dalton is Jason Bedford. He's also a manager. He is, his nickname was J-Bug. Um, the, Peter Gallagher... And as Mike Sullivan and Bruce Gamble is Steve Bedford. Um, Steve Bedford is Jason's dad, and, Qu- and Mike Sullivan is Quint's dad. Um, and Mike and Steve had were in a duo, musical duo called Bedford and Sullivan, but ten years ago they broke up. The reasoning behind the breakup was because of Mike's alcoholism. He went, came on a show. He was totally drunk. He couldn't play anything. And he pretty much like disappointed everybody kind of thing for playing. So yeah, this movie touched on some heavy, uh-huh. heavy. heavy topics. We're talking, we're talking Alzheimer's. Alcohol, we're talking alcoholism. Been, uh, cancer. It was just like, one of my friends said, it was like, okay, that, her, her post was like, enough sad topics is what they would say, other other um, networks would say, but Habak is like, hold my hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like, I like the hot chocolate reference much better, yeah. Kevin. Like, Timely. <laughs> Just hold it, hold it, because I will talk because I'm 100 percent um gonna go there. Also, there is a huge cameo in this movie. If you are a Grease fan, if you are a <laughs> Thomas Attack Engine fan, I don't know. Like, especially <laughs> if you're a Grease fan, you would know her. The lovely Didi Khan, um, better known as Frenchie for the Greeks fans, uh, she played the diner owner in the movie too. And I swear, Hallmark is like killing it with the cameos. They have Train coming up ne- this next week. They have, they have Michelle Williams. 
They had Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson, and then now DD Khan. Like, y'all, this is just, and these are people that before never went on Hallmark. So, like, something's right. <laughs> yeah. So. But, um, yeah, some heavy topics. And of course, I'm a Brett Dalton fan. Uh, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I don't care what people say about how it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whatever, because uh, it's not canon in the, in the universe. But that show is phenomenal, and Brett Dalton is part of the reason why. Uh, he played the main central villain for, like, the first three seasons or something. And phenomenally good job. It's hard to see him not be a villain. Um, but I really loved him in this movie, so. I mean, these four... I mean- I don't know Eloise, but Eloise works outside of Hallmark. But she just did a movie called Baker's Son This Year. Um, her, my favorite movie with her was A Veteran's Christmas from 2018. Brett has done, oh my God, I love his movies. One of my favorite movies of him is Once Upon a Christmas, Once Upon a Christmas Miracle, which was based on a true story of a girl who needed a kidney transplant and she fell in love with the guy who donated her kidney. Uh, Bruce K- Bruce Campbell is like awesome. He's legend. Yep. Comedic legend. I know. Yes. <laughs> psych. Um, no, that's psych. What's Burn? Burn notice. And then Pete Gallagher is the OC. And they also did a movie together. I think it was Evil Dead or something. I don't know. But yeah. So that they pulled out some big names with this movie too. With, um, but anyway, um, Bruce Campbell's character is the one who we fought, uh, as the movie progresses, you can tell his memory is going. At first, it was like he was, he kept losing his hotel room key. Um, he, w- he was signing records, but he, he was signing it twice because he signed the back and the front or whatever. And then, or he would, um, you know, like his son, Jason, would like talk to him about a Vegas show, which he didn't like, and in the next minute, be like, oh yeah, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Or he would like, but yeah, you could kind of tell. And so finally he told Jason, because Jason was like, you know, we don't need a show. The show, we, we'll be fine because we have a Vegas show. And that's when um, Steve went up to him and was like, no, we won't be doing Vegas. I have Alzheimer's and stuff. So Ooh, that was sad. Anyway, the premise of this movie is um, Mike and Steve were on were a musical duo called Bedford and Sullivan. They are trying to film a reunion show in their old place called what do they call that? The Red something. Big Red. Big Red, called the Big Red, which is actually um, Mike Sullivan's house. 
So, uh, and he's in debt. He's going to lose it if he doesn't yeah. do something. Yeah. He, they're about, it's on foreclosure mm-hmm. or whatever. It's about, they're about to foreclose by the end of the new year, by the end of the year. It, um, but Mike is not wanting to play. It's not like at first, you know, like cooperate with this because he's like, you know, and I understand where he's coming from. He's like, I'm a musician. I don't do all these pub- publicity things. This, this is not what I do. But also at the same time, to be part of being a musician, or at least it's to do the publicity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> part of making money from being a musician is yeah. publicity. So, but anyway, um, my, the producer of the show recruited like called his aunt who who is Quinn's boss. Quinn is using her mother's maiden name to kind of separate herself from her dad. She, um, so she was surprised when her boss told her, yeah, I know that Mike, um, Mike is your dad. <laughs> so her boss is like, okay, you want this girl to be an opening act for somebody okay i will allow her to be an opening act for bedford and sullivan if you get your dad you know together if you if to sing this song and not only to get them together but he had to sing a certain song yeah 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 and the certain song that all of the network wants bedford and sullivan to sing is the hit song the number one song in the record ever is uh which is one December night, which is understandable. I mean, it, and it, it had like a, um, a meeting by him. He wrote it for like Quinn's dad, Quinn's uh, Quinn's mom. Yeah, and of course, Quinn's it, mom. It was a song about how sh- they met. Yeah, I mean, she died from cancer, so it's kind of hard for him to to play. Yeah, but um, the kids, but he. It was hard. It was um, at first he was like reluctant with it. It was cute when like him and Mike, him and uh, Mike and Steve were like play play fighting with the candy canes. (laughs) (laughs) That was adorable. And I also liked, you know, I just liked the the dads together. And um, finally, Mike and Steve sat down together and they talked and Steve revealed the Alzheimer's diagnosis. Yeah. And he, yeah. And, you know, he's, what was it called? Well, one of the lies that um, Mike said was, this will be a concert no one will ever forget. And, he, and I think Steve said, you will remember for both of us. And that was just like, oh my god why are you doing this you know <laughs> but yeah they had their concert or whatever it, it was beautiful it was right right in front of big red and it was a success big red was saved and now steve gets to go and get treatment for his alzheimer's but we are like skipping around on a lot of the storylines yes. and then of course there's quinn and Jason. Yeah, Jason. Who obviously 
grew up together. Yeah. Um, they obviously, and then they obviously revealed that they have feelings for each other. So, oh come on, it's Hallmark. It's Hallmark. But they always have feelings for each other. Yeah. But uh, what was so cute though was, <laughs> like, I feel like we we see they were really friends. Like they were really good friends too. As Shada, they, they you could see that they were teasing each other, kind of thing. With um. Yeah, they were total opposite, I feel like. <laughs> but Quinn had the brilliant idea of them switching dads. Because Mike was nice to Jason and Steve was nicer to Quinn. <laughs> so she was like, I work with your dad and you work with mine. <laughs> and Jason was like, um, newsflash. I've been working with your dad all this time and it didn't work. And so she was like, yeah, because you were talking to him as Jason, the manager. But what about J-Bug, <laughs> you know, which was his nick nickname as a child or whatever. So that was, so when they switched, that's when it became a hit kind of thing for both of the for the dads to kind of be more open to working with each other which is kind of like a real life thing because people usually I I mean people are more open to listening to people that is not their family yeah. I don't know why <laughs> but anyway but yeah um and then of course you know everything you know uh, wraps all up and, and then of course uh the dad i think he walked in on them kissing yeah the mike did he yeah. walked in on them kissing under the mistletoe. he was like i hope there's some mistletoe yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and jason was like oh yeah there was one at least somewhere he's <laughs> <laughs> like well yeah you know this is a good thing i guess <laughs> And then, oh yeah the other thing the house wasn't decorated for christmas um and, and then as the movie progresses and he spends more time with his daughter he begins decorating it for christmas that reminds me of a christmas sale uh <laughs> the grandpa you know my other favorite scene in this movie was when they had the christmas carolers come to the house it was so cute to see all the adults that um, Mike and Steve singing with the kids. <laughs> they didn't uh -huh. know the words to up on a house stop. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were just like, reindeer claws, down comes the chimney, Santa Claus. And it was so cute. They were like having fun with the kids. I think that I imagine that that scene would, was fun to make for um Peter and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. And also that those are all the real voices, just to let everyone know that Bruce and um Peter can really sing. <laughs> yeah. They can. So uh, I, I like the fact that they um they did a musical uh movie where they yeah. sang at the end. So I did, I like that. See, this is how this is this is this is the type of movie where it's okay to have just the singing in the end. Yes. Because yes. When we were talking on the holiday um Christmas at the Harmony, I was like, I wish there was more singing. 
Because, this movie makes sense that the singing was at the end. Yeah, because the storyline was really more about the dads reuniting and, you know, um, getting to together and, like, you know, forgiving each other or whatever. So, you know, their storyline wasn't really concentrated on singing. Whereas in Christmas with Harmony, the storyline was really about the choir. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... The, the lack of singing was more evident than in this one, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Because they didn't want to sing together. They didn't even want to be in the same room with each other at the beginning of the movie. Right. So, yeah, it made sense. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, how many stars would you give this one? Five. I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's probably one of my favorites of the whole entire season so far. Oh my god. I love this movie. This was great. It was really good. I I can't give it as many stars as um, Christmas in my heart, but I'd probably give it like 4.8. No, this is I swear Hallmark movies and mysteries are killing it this year. And honestly, they I've always said before um Hallmark, I prefer the Hallmark movies and the streets Christmas movies than I do the Hallmark channel Christmas movies because I like the miracles and I like the you know I like movies that make me cry and then happy and stuff like that I like the emotional and then they and they talk on on uh tough subjects like Alzheimer's disease and in cancer and losing a uh, spouse and yeah. You know, yeah, all that stuff was in grief. Channel, yeah. How about Channel Christmas movies is fluffy? And I like substance. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like substance as well. Huh? I like a lot of substance in some yeah, of these. That's what, and that, that's what you get from the um, Miracles of Christmas movies on Hallmark. Movie Sub Mysteries channel. Okay, so some news about the ratings. Um, my Family Christmas Tree, or is it My Christmas Family Tree? I, I this one, I mix up the You know what movie we're talking about? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, broke the record for, for 2021. It was the first Christmas, first movie, all Hallmark movie of the year to, to pass 3 million. So yay, Andrew and it, and I. Here's the thing: we do not hate the movie. No, we don't hate we the, movie. the movie. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. We love that movie. Uh, we, it just had a plot point that could have been done without. It just could have had a better ending. Yeah. But we love the movie. The acting yeah. was awesome. There is no hate. We love it. We honestly, honestly, congratulations to the cast, crew, whatever. It's like y'all are awesome, great, wonderful, like well-deserved. I just wish someone could just tell me what is going on with the DNA test. Nobody's (laughs) willing to answer that question. Yes, exactly my point. (laughs) No one can explain it. So if the writer wants to explain it to us, you can. (laughs) We're open to it. Yeah. Um, also, the other movie that um, did well this weekend was also Open by Christmas. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, and if y'all had seen my facial expression just a moment ago, <laughs> I was about to say, uh, since they probably couldn't see what I, I my facial expression, <laughs> let's just say uh. the movies we did not like. The movies that we did like didn't do well for Hallmark. Maybe we're just like different. <laughs> we're weird. <laughs> and that's fine. But anyway, congratulations to everyone. Okay, so this comes out on Saturday. And then um, the movie, the interview with um, Nikki, Nikki comes out on Sunday. So yeah, um, y'all go watch that okay. interview when it comes out. Yeah, uh, and Everybody watch five more talk. minutes Sunday night, or not Sunday night, Saturday night. Uh, five more minutes, phenomenal. Um, phenomenal movie. Yes, awesome movie. Uh, make sure you have tissues. <laughs> yes, 100% need tissues for that movie. And also, like I said, how, um, our interview with Nikki is going to come out after the day after the movie airs. I was, it, it's such a, it was such an honor to talk to her. Like, really, truly, I can't even like talk to you. I can't even like, and then this isn't the last time that we're going to talk to her. No, we're going to be talking to Nikki again, okay. closer Thanks. to Christmas. So for, for Christmas for keeps. And then we are working in um, Thanksgiving is next week. So y'all. Yeah. Uh, we we're busy on top of the fact that there is a holiday, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, there's six I movies thought, next weekend. I would like, depending on how I feel about, like, you know, after Turkey and every with, with the <laughs> schedule for next week, we might be skipping a podcast for this week because that is just like too crazy. That's <laughs> insanity. Um, but six movies next weekend, and I know you have them written down somewhere. Nantucket <laughs> um, Noel, it, it airs on Friday. Um, also, Christmas Together with You is Saturday. Five more minutes as well is um, on Saturday. And what am I missing? A Kiss Before Christmas. A Kiss Before Christmas. That's the one with Terry Hatcher, right? The Desperate Housewives. Yes. Um, yeah. I imagine that's going to be like a success because a lot of people are Desperate Housewives fans. Yes. But um, yeah, the next week is going to be a whole bunch of movies. Yes. There are eight movies. Eight. Eight? I thought there were six. It's gonna be. Uh, I'm dying next week. No. The schedule, but yeah. Anyway, so see y'all next week. Um, enjoy your turkey if you have it. If <laughs> yeah, it, well, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> let's just put it like that. Okay. Bye. Bye. Uh.